Jaja Breaker. Jaja Breaker. Jaw. Jawbreaker. The job, the jaw, jaw, jawbreaker. Jason bought a big truck. Jaw, jawbreaker. podcast afloat that's why we're here they're keeping us that's how we're able to be here yes i know let's talk about them let's do this one nice ride clothing one. and apparel they make hats they make hats. they make shirts they make tank tops they make yoga pants for oh. the ladies they make cups and koozies oh. they make all kinds of neat stuff and fun stuff and it's a beach theme pretty much who doesn't like the beach california beach apparel that's what they call it love it and their whole thing is about family and fun who doesn't like family and fun? Absolutely. So go to our website at jawbreakerpodcast.com. Don't forget the dot .com. Dot .com is very important because when you type it in, if you don't type it in correctly, you won't get it because we use Squarespace, and that's just how it operates. That's just right? how it goes. So it's Jawbreaker Podcast, and we misspelled breaker on purpose. Take out the C-J-A-W-B-R-A-K-E-R podcast.com, and you'll get 10% off with the Promo code nice. Nice. That's nice. That is 10% off. That's fantastic. Look, they don't charge you shipping anyhow. Oh, that's perfect. So 10% off usually pays for the shipping. That's correct. You don't have to deal with it. This time you actually get 10% off the merchandise. The merchandise itself. That's a brilliant company. So you get like a $20 hat, you're paying what? 10% off that hat. Maybe 18 bucks. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know math. It's not off the shipping though. Not. It's off the product it's itself. It's off the product itself, which is uh, from San Diego, California, America. Now, it's your turn. Well, Earth speaking skateboards. of skateboards. Yeah, speaking of skateboards and fun things of that nature, Earth Skateboards, uh, founded by myself, Jason DeVore, Mr. Clay Lake, Jeez. and Miss Ashley Tatum. We formed Earth Skateboards in uh, with charity in mind. To combine music, arts, and skating, we manufacture products with a sharp focus on giving to foundations and organizations that make a positive impact for the Earth. The bands and individuals we feature and celebrate with our brand all have their choice of charity to work with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, by supporting our skateboards, you're making a difference and contributing it to a positive change. And who doesn't love that? Who doesn't like a positive change? You're a jerk if you don't like Any it. Any other change can go out the window. <laughs> positive change only. That's what our skateboards is going to do. And it is important for us and to us individually to develop awareness and give support to trusted, hardworking charities that are out there trying to do some good. And that's that. That's and the that's plugs. Uh, it was it was harmless, wasn't it? I think that was harmless. You know, it, uh, a lot it of people don't like them. No? no they, Who they, doesn't like 10% off? I don't, 10% off. And helping out nice. charities that are doing good and trying to do positive changes. That's a fucking jawbreaker, dude. That's a jawbreaker. Jawbreaker deals. Jawbreaker. <laughs> ah, yes, sir. It's all right, baby. Good. Yeah. This is good stuff. Coconut water's in hand. Coconut water's Once in again, hand. Cheers, friend. My friend who's not drinking anymore still. Jaw, jaw, still not drinking, man. Uh-huh. Still not drinking, except uh-huh. for the coconut water deliciousness. Mm. Oh, it's so good. It's funny when you have your own beers and you don't drink anymore. It's like you're trying to promote those as heavily as possible. <laughs> you know, you really got to try this, but not me. Yeah, it's really good. I just don't use it. Yeah, just don't use it. Don't touch the <laughs> stuff myself, you know. But you're going to love it. I actually had the beer last night. You did. The, uh, the Which one did you have? The one with the flamingo. 
Oh, the Authority Zero Desert Tide. Yeah, the Desert Tide had a little salt. The it's delicious, salt. isn't it? It's, it's volcanic. Easy to drink. Is Black what it is. volcanic salt is what it is actually. See, I'm not an IPA guy. Yeah. So anytime anybody makes it, it like an IPA, you know, special beer, yeah, I can't do it because it turns my stomach. It's not the flavor, right? It's just something. It's too hoppy. Yeah, yeah. It's like su- that's like what it is. It's like super hoppy shit. I hear you. Yeah, this is a blonde ale. I think it's a blonde ale is what we call it. Yeah, it's easy like drinking summer beer. Summer blonde ale. Yeah, yeah. It was good. I mean, I I didn't have it myself. Like I said, we made the beer, uh, but we got to pick the ingredients. I pretty much was part of, part of the. Uh, the think tank process of like what I like in a beer. Yeah. And uh, all the other guys were sipping on it. And I think we came to a conclusion that it was really good. And then friends have tried it since as yourself. Yes. And just keep on hearing great things about how delicious it seems I, to be tasting. They were on tap at Fibber McGee's last night when yeah. we went to see a play. That was one of the big selling points was like, not the music, just come get the beer. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen this thing before. You haven't tried this beer. So you just like sold them a keg? So they bought a keg. It? Yeah, they bought a keg from uh, actually Matt, the owner, Brennan, Matt Brennan, the manager, I'm sorry, had contacted me and he said, hey, he, it's funny enough because he said, he's like, we bought one of the kegs for the Desert Tide Authority Zero beer, but we didn't realize how light of a beer it was, which was kind of interesting because it's a blonde ale. But uh, it didn't do, it wasn't doing as well, I guess, promotion wise at an Irish pub. So he'd okay. asked me if, yeah, he'd contact me. He's like, hey, maybe we could do an event and you come down here, you hang out, drink some beers. I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm not really drinking right now, obviously. So, um, but Mikey lives down the street from there too, our bass player. So I was like, well, we can get something together. We'll come down and kick it around. And then we booked the show and I was like, well, here we go. Two and one. Yeah. So we can try and promote the beer as a, co- you know, cohesive uh, promotion with the show itself. And you're so. making more beer. There's another brew on the rise. And now I'm making more beer that I really want to drink a lot of this. I want to drink so much <laughs> of this beer, dude. It's, it's called the Born and Bred, the Jason DeVore Born and Bred Irish Red. Oh, my. Yeah, you don't see a whole lot of delicious reds uh, that are popping up, I don't think, as new ones. You see, like, the Killians. I like you know, red beers. Things of that nature. Me, too. And yeah. it's just, like, we aimed for that. And that's uh, it's like one of those you can sip on it. You can pound it if you want to real quick. If you got to get going, buddy's like, let's go to the next bar. You're like, you have no problem, like you say, an IPA, like just shoveling it down. Those are more difficult. Yes. But this one's like still a nice thicker-ish beer with flavor. But thicker-ish. It's, yeah, thicker-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Come try my thicker-ish beer. <laughs> and, uh, but you can still like, you know, sip on it and enjoy the flavor and the, the richness of it, but not too heavy to where it's like if you got to slam and go, it's still all right. You should be able to, to drink one. I mean, I'm maybe not going to hold it against you. Yeah, maybe one year in I'll, I'll – totally blow it and just chug a six-pack. I don't know. <laughs> Get a real nice buzz and be like, I was right on the money with this, this stuff. This is damn good. This is so good. Then I can promote it properly. So you got a new tattoo on the road? Well, yeah, jumping ahead. Uh, jumping backwards, I guess, actually. Um, uh, I went and played a show in Florida recently with my friends, the Supervillains. Ah. They're a ska band, ska rock reggae band out of uh, uh, Florida, out of, what's their hometown? Orlando. Um, and they're just a great bunch of guys, man. They got, like, alligator farms and all sorts of crazy shit. But they, uh, Dom, the, the drummer singer, had contacted me. He's working with one of the promotional companies out there now, uh, West End Trading Company. And uh, he's one of the main guys now. So he'd reached out asking if uh, I wanted to be a part of this festival they were having out there called Hurricane Fun Fest. And it had like bands like the Agrolites were on there. Thus and Jake was on there, so old buddies from touring and stuff. And uh, they had an acoustic stage. And my friend John Gazi, who's on the islands out there, was also on that. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's, let's make it happen. I had the time off from touring with Authority. I got no shows that weekend. I'm like, let's make a 24-hour trip out of it, basically. So got a ticket out there. Jumped about 14 planes to get to one place. Jesus. Worked, <laughs> all, worked all the miles in there. Saved some dough on that, which was fine. Uh, but essentially got there. My tattoo artist friend, Chris Cleary, 
he's been through hell and back basically with like a lot of health and like he's been shot a few times oh like my God. yeah it's just like you know life keeps throwing him like these kind of things you know and um, he was on the upswing he had a minor heart attack not too long ago just like come on throw this guy a break um, but he did my whole shin piece. It's like a sink, it's a sink or swim, and it's like a big shark, like kind of traditional sailor Jerry type thing. All right. And um, so in in uniform with that idea in mind and what he's been through and just like what the next tattoo I wanted to get that I've been working on is uh, this courage piece. Uh, I put it on the back of my forearm right here, and it's uh, it's a tiger facing for strength and courage, you know, and just it kind of has gnarly teeth like I do as well. It's so badass. It's, it's like when I scream at people on a microphone, that's what I, <laughs> I think I look like maybe. So I'm just screaming at you twice as hard nowadays with a mic in hand. But uh, courage and then overcome on the underside. And a lot of that does have to do with, like, the strength of getting over a lot of shit and not just going straight to booze for the resolution, you know, and uh, facing a lot of those problems or whatever head on and rather than just, you know, suffocating them or uh, drowning them out. It's a good-looking tattoo. Much. Thanks. You did a good job. So we were yeah. kind of so, – so, okay, I, I don't drink it you know, much myself these days, like yeah. I say, but I do enjoy a good edible every now and again right before I go to bed. Naturally. It yeah. Your, yeah, naturally. Naturally. <laughs> unnaturally. <laughs> naturally, unnaturally. <laughs> but it does help relax me at the end of the day because I have a pretty busy mind, you know, and a pretty busy just energy about myself, and that really helps me to settle down and – just to zone out, really. Just kind of like it doesn't get me high. It just gets me to the point to where I can sleep well through the night. Yeah. Wake up refreshed kind of thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. So we, well, the thing is, we, so I said we had 36 hours basically from the time we both landed. I got him a ticket out there. I didn't, I missed that part. I bought him a ticket out there, plane ticket. I was like, well, hey, instead of you flying to the West Coast, I'm coming out to the show in Florida. And you know a lot of these guys from being on the road as well. And so let me we'll get you a plane ticket out there. And then we can just do this tattoo. You can bring your wireless stuff and we'll get a hotel room and we'll just go to work on it, you know? So we did that, and uh, he showed up like an hour before, or the day before I did, uh, just because flights worked out better price-wise. And a friend of ours, Dan, uh, was also going to this festival, so we picked him up, we all split a room. I designed Dan a tattoo, so while we were there, Dan got a tattoo first before we went to the festival first night. Um, he was so funny, like he couldn't even handle the pain. You couldn't handle the pain, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, ah. Are you done uh, yet? It's no, like, how, how it? good do you want this to look? It was on his calf, on his right calf. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So we do that, and I was like, I'll do mine tomorrow. No big deal. We got another day here, really, because like, it was like the late night, the first night. And um, we get back from playing that night at the pre-party. There's a pre-party show that night went to. We got back at like probably like mid midnight, 1230 to the hotel. And then uh, so I ate my little edible thing. It was a cool time to zone out. I'm like, I'm like well, let's just go ahead and put the stencil on, you know, a couple different places, make sure I want the placements right where yeah. I want it to go. And so first first thing we did, first shot, the placement, we took the bigger version of the three different versions we had or sizes of it and uh, stuck it on sideways rather than the way I wanted it to go initially, which was this way, which was like uh, words top to bottom. Okay. And tiger, you know, up and down, up the forearm there. And with that, it just looks, it's confusing, a, a confusing piece when that is happening. It's like, what the hell is even going on there? But he stuck it sideways like this to where the lettering's going uh, horizontally with my whole entire. You're going to get people to look at it m more like that it just than you would the other way. And it doesn't move as much either. So it's, like you can actually, it's actually legible to where it's like, yeah. it's, you know, no matter how you cut it, it's like actually legible. I guess, ah, you know. I heard that. That was my elbow. <laughs> 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 there goes the tattoo. Um, but yeah, so stuck it with the, with the uh, intention just to take a look at it. And we placed it really nicely. And he was like, he's like, he started getting kind of high, and I started getting, I started kicking in a little bit too. And I'm like, he's like, he's like, dude, I'm totally wiped out. He's all, but you're not, it's not gonna stay overnight. It's gonna be, end up all over your bed sheets. He's all, I think we just tattoo right now. I'm like, one eye open. I'm like, if you're down, I'm down, dude. Yeah. 
So we just buckle up, pull the table over, and just go to work on it, start drilling. And uh, my friend Chris is a big hand talker. Yeah. Yeah, especially when he's got a little buzz going. <laughs> and so uh, he's sitting here with his, you know, tattoo gun in his hand. He's like, blah, 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 you know, and I'm sitting is here he with Italian? my Italian? He's like, he's totally Italian. <laughs> he's a big hand talker, this guy. There's Italian <laughs> tattoos and it's a real bit here. Did uh, My elbow's up on the table and he's just talking and I'm like, all right, cool, right on. Yeah, we're just kind of, you know, conversing. And uh, all of a sudden I feel like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, okay. Didn't say anything. Didn't say anything to him. And uh, then he keeps on rapping, and we keep on drilling, you know. And then he takes a moment and starts hand-talking again, and I pull back for a second just to be like, oh, and he's, he's all, don't worry, I won't get you. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I wait till he's done with the whole, the whole piece. And I'm like, by the way, you totally got me on the elbow there, buddy, when you're doing your yeah. hand-talking. So now I have Hawaii on my elbow right oh, there. Oh, you do? I do. See? <laughs> it, looks, it looks like he just gave you a cover-up. Yeah, says, what is <laughs> totally. And he's like, oh, man, I got flesh tone if you want. I'm like, no, nah, it's yeah. part of the tattoo now, man. It's all good. It's part of the, part of the piece, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, placement's everything, dude. Yeah, you know. This guy, he's That's a good octopus. Yeah. For those that don't know, he's got an octopus right there on his uh, bicep, and it, it's a whole uh, ocean piece. I've never felt pain like that in my life. It's a on good the one. inside of your arm? Well, it's almost like a tickle, yeah, too. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, I got this one here, and it's like a tickle, a tickle pain. I was there for four hours. Yeah? And I took all the detail. I took all the color. It was all done in one shot. That's a good drill. And it fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got full, you know, sleeve right there, and that's all one session. I'm not sick. I have a dry cough. I don't believe you. This goddamn it's 2022. I don't believe a word you're saying. There's fucking pollen in the air. I'm not sick. I feel amazing. I still work out. Still doing my thing. That's fantastic. Chris. Oh, it's killing me, dude. Still like cooking. Some... Clearly, you just made a, a tri-tip that yeah. I walked into the house with. It smells like smoke in it here. Smells delicious in hickory, here. Hickory, delicious hickory. Yes, it's very distracting, by the way. Well, maybe you'll you can stop by for dinner. I might stop by for dinner. I might just not leave. It, you don't have to. I'm going to go jump in your pool instead and just take the tri-tip with we me. We were in it last weekend. That's awesome. How's it <laughs> feeling? Feeling pretty good? It's uh, For me, it's a bit chilly. Yeah. I like it like piss. It's yeah. like just warm. Oh, yeah. Good. But, I mean, I was in it. Sure. But I was like, oh, damn, it's a little chilly up in here. Yeah. But the Arizona one is tough, man. It's like, you don't, the initial shock is a bummer, but it's like once you're in that nice cool water, it's it kind of counterbalances with the, now the summer heat of Arizona's loving hugs. Yeah, when you get over a hundred for a week straight, now now the pool's ready for Chris. Yeah, I can jump right in that motherfucker. Perfect. I'll be just fine. Oh man, now we're getting there. Reminds me of the river days, but not as warm. I went down the Salt Tube River once. Yeah. And I got so sunburned. I will oh. never ever go back. Dude, you get so crispy out there. Yeah. You don't even realize it because you're you're in and out so awful much of your tube, you know, just mm-hmm. floating and going. Just pissing. Pissing, and drinking pissing, and pissing. pissing your day away, literally. Yeah. Everyone's peeing in it. And you never know how drunk you are until you stand up at like lift or <laughs> at, at the end at number four, and then you try and get out in the in the very mellow water or the very uh, shallow shallow water, yeah, yeah. Uh, but not mellow because it's still racing forward, and you're just out of your mind drunk at that point. And you don't realize how many beers you've consumed and peed out at the same time. Oh, oh, there it is. For those that don't know, coconut. that's coconut water. <laughs> it's a surprise. Ah, keeps my throat from being dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get up in the morning, and I'll have like some snot in my nose. Blow that shit out, clear out. Yeah. And then what, I got like a cough, like a dry cough. Yeah. And then the snot thing went away, mm. and I'm left with this stupid cough. Uh-huh. It, does, it serves no purpose. It's a dry throat cough, right? That's all it is. I what think it's allergies or something. Like See, I, I can understand that too because I mean, last night, just you were at the show last night with Fed Show, Fred no. McGee's Irish Pub, we talked about, and uh, just singing in general. It's like no coughing, 
uh, no sickness or whatever, but it's like just the dryness or that one little scratch in the throat is just enough to annoy you the entire oh day. Oh, my God. It's it triggers anything. I fucking anything. hate it. Yeah, it'll trigger coughing all day, and you're just, you know, movie people are scared. You know, you're like, yeah. I'm just, it's fine. It's my throat tickles. I'm not wearing a fucking mask for this stupid cough. You know, so it's a tickle. Give me a break. It's a tickle. Throw me a pickle. So <laughs> I was on the Jawbreaker Facebook page. Yeah. And I follow the Zero Crew. Mm-hmm. And Zero Crew is authority zero people, and, you know, they all – Bali who's got one called the Bali Hooligans. Yes. The Elevator's got one. I think the Elevated Ones, they're called. Dick Dale's got the dickheads. Oh, nice. Yeah, he calls them the dickheads. <laughs> I don't think they're self-proclaimed dickheads, I think, is what they they, they, they started that thing years well, back. They probably are then. Yeah. <laughs> Full-blown. It's, it's a fan page. Full-blown you know? dickheads. Somebody got a tattoo <laughs> of one of It's your art, right? Yeah. I was so I was so very cool of them to do that, man. I, I actually know the lady ish not really no okay i know the gal through her husband who um is some of my artwork i'd done for the song of authorities ollie ollie oxen free and it's the uh flamingo skull like the dead flamingo skull and when i'd first done that art piece she had he contacted me wanted to order one up and i was like yeah no problem he's a local cat and so he's like well instead of you having to spend money on shipping it to me can i just come meet you somewhere and I was like, well, it depends on what area you're in. You know, it's, it's still a pretty big area, this Phoenix metropolitan area. So uh, he luckily lived in Tempe as well. And I was like, well, yeah, there's a Walgreens on Seth's Head Place. I'm like, let's meet there if that's cool around 1 o'clock. You know, you bring the stuff, we'll bring the goods. You know, <laughs> <laughs> bing, bang, boom, back bada in Italian. Bing, hey, bada bing, bada boom. Transaction made. So what you're saying is I have to get one of your tattoos in order to get my poster that I paid for? Well, so she, okay, so he, he, uh, he picked the poster up. <laughs> And we can go into the whole story about this cat, <laughs> but he had he, he had air conditioning hat on at the same time my air conditioning had gone out. I'm sure people have heard this if they listen to the podcast. We talked about the AC units, but that's exactly when I was looking for an air conditioning guy. And so I called him up right after I'd met with him. I was like, gave it some thought first. I was like, I don't know, that's kind of weird. They're like, he he probably thinks it's weird. I was meeting up in, at first, and I'll be the weird guy coming back and asking him to meet up to fix my AC. <laughs> yeah. So um, I contacted him, but stayed in contact a bit. Um, and then he mentioned that his wife wanted to get that image tattooed on her, and I was like, Oh wow! I'm like, Are you sure? And he's like, He's like, No, she really loves your style of like the the, the art stuff you're doing. I'm like, Okay. So I kind of redesigned it for her, and then sent that over to them, and uh, with you know the idea of it might be happening someday, and then. Suddenly it popped up. He just sent it to me. Actually, last night when I was on stage, I, I got off stage and saw these pictures of the tattoo done, and it looks way cooler than what I even did. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, congratulations to her and props to the tattoo artist. It's nice. Like, I can't share on uh. that page. It won't let me share. Oh, what but is? I, I just screenshotted it and, and then Let's fucking see. sent it out that way. So nobody gets credit. Oh, but it's still badass. He just texted me right now. That's funny. Because I actually texted him. I was like, hey, can I, get a, can I get that video from you of the actual piece by piece that you do, you know, she did up on the Zero Crew page. Okay. And, uh, but apparently it was Ritual Addictions Tattoo, uh, Prince and Art Inc., Tilted Crown Clothing, Anthony Price are the names I was supposed to promote for that. That's just weird this came up right now as we're talking about this exact thing. Yeah. So those are the people that were part of the whole piece that got tattooed on her. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, so she got You're it done. Shouting out. Yeah, shouting out. And they did a great job with it. Giving props. Yeah, they did a great job, and I'm very grateful and humbled by the idea that they would take something I drew at my office and put it on their body. So That's fantastic. Very, very cool. And it's very, very good work. So when do I get my poster? Shit. That's right. That's what you were getting at. I totally forgot, <laughs> I'm not, I'm dude. <laughs> I set it up. I had the segue. I had oh, it man. The courage one. I'm going to need my poster. It's the courage one, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I get the taking back, taking on the world posters also this week. 
<laughs> uh, from Hamster Labs. Plug once again locally, mm -hmm. uh, where I get all my stuff printed. But I'm picking those up sometime this week. So okay. I'm gonna probably <laughs> just have to give you one of those, <laughs> along with your paid-for actual poster of Courage, uh, such uh, state gold poster. Because I didn't even think about it twice. Didn't even think about it every time we do uh, a, a podcast. You're I a busy man, dude. I am, but that's no excuse. You know, I can I can uh, multitask, but I've got to get better at doing that whole thing, I guess, still. <laughs> <laughs> man. So what do you, I mean, so we're talking about tattoos. So no. how long ago did you get that arm piece done then? It's not even a year old. It's not even old. It's no. not even a year old. That's awesome. Yeah. I got it's it all in color. one month. And uh, each guy was a different piece. Oh, really? So I got the turtle first. No, okay. actually up here. I see a shark. That stands out to me because I love sharks. So up, up here we got the lady on the surfboard oh, sitting. I never saw that. And you're looking at her from her below. Bottom, from her bottom. Yeah, so you see the bottom of the surfboard and a couple feet dangling. Yeah. And then there's Jaws down here. That's a good shark. And then he's right underneath. He's looking menacing. He is you know, menacing looking. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like he's that. Like, you no. don't know quite no. what I'm thinking kind of look. And then we got the uh, the uh, octopus on the inside. And yeah. then he goes down the forearm. Got a little starfish action right here. That's rad. And... What else are we looking at here? I think that's it. Just then we got the turtles. Yeah. The but turtle's great. I love the turtle. I almost turtle got myself awesome. a turtle, actually, as well. I was thinking about that on my uh, my right leg. He's very happy with it. I, uh, I yeah. took uh, the guy that did my other arm is the same guy that did th this arm. Hmm. And he canceled on me after I made an appointment. Okay. And then he's like, can we, we reschedule? I'll give you a, a discount. And he, he basically charged me like 250 each time for as long as I could take it. No shit. So I just sat down for three to four hours Dude, like a fucking man. I'd be like, yo, yeah. make me go numb with pain. That's what with happened. Pain. My arm was three times the size when it was all done. Really? And I would go in every Thursday. I would take Friday off from work so I'd have an extra day to recoup. Yeah. And then by the time I would go back, You're like Popeye. It, it, was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty sealed. Or, 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 uh, it was pretty uh, uh, healed. Yeah. And, and then I would do another chunk. I, uh, and then okay. I would just go through it, and within a month, it was all done. That's brilliant. That's the way to do it, man. Oh, my God. If you can take hurt. the pain, if you can't, just muscle up and go for it anyways, you know. And Once you're committed, it, yeah. you're plus, in. I feel like the artist is already, like, on his track, you know. It's like he's, like, already on his train, uh, and he's like, got his flow going on. Like, yeah. He's like, got a nice flow going on, you know, and he's, like, getting more more into it himself, even on top of that. His hand's getting tired, but, I mean, at the same time, you might be on – it's like any drawing anything, I think. Yes. Like, you just kind of get in tune with it, and it starts being – much more of a smooth process and like it just gets kind of maybe a better piece than re re com kind of coming back to it later on i guess and uh trying to get that mentality back i like to give the artist creative license yeah that i think you get the best tattoos that's because they're in their wheelhouse they're doing what they want to do yeah like him i just send them d different stuff i said this is what i like yeah. can we put it all together and make something and he's like yeah let's do it like this and he just sent me and we went back and forth and then he patched it on he says that we'll have this here we'll have this here we'll put this here and then we just fucking made it happen dude it looks good and it fucking hurt i I, am not, I i i love the way tattoo sleeves look yeah and i always wanted both sleeves and yeah. I, I got one i still have room over here i want to put a sun and then that'll Very be nice. i'll be done on that side double sleeve and i love the way they look well when did you get <coughs> your fast your first tattoo when did what, what what stemmed it for you like back when you were younger when you first got your first what was your first my tattoo? first tattoo was eagle says uh usn on it oh, i right. was in the navy yeah 18. awesome man yeah. 18 years old and that did that inspire you to want more tattoos because of the feeling or because of the look it hurt like hell and i was like not inspired at all not to inspired. get anymore but mm -hmm. the more i saw people just like getting them i was like if you get a nice sleeve it looks fucking awesome yeah if you get I the like right the way word. it looks coming out of out of a t-shirt yeah. You know? Yeah. And adds color, adds some vibrance, you know? Yeah. 
There's a some, lot of shitty t- tattoos out there. Right. There's there's two different ways I think I've seen that you can go. You can go the full on just like you know the the just slap on whatever you have to the road tattoos as they say. Yeah. You know yeah, you get yeah. the road tattoos are my this is my garbage leg tattoo. You know leg you know it's my garbage leg. Yeah. You know I got p- tons of friends that have the garbage leg and like the super like one piece clean like nice left leg. I'm like what happened over there, bro? Mm-hmm. But it's memories. I get that. You know it obviously sure is. it's about memories, moment in time. It's about you know connections with your friends who might be a random tattoo artist in training. Or just even like, you know, I got tattoos. I've given tattoos like just uh, Indian ink and a pen and, you know, uh, made tattoo guns in my my uh, bedroom back when I was like 13, 14 years old and tattooed my buddies. You know, late wow. night late, late night sleepovers. The tattoo parties? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a buddy of mine. Uh, he just finished a triathlon for the first time. He was like the full-on like punk rock kid, more more punk rock than the next kind of guy, you know? Yeah. I gave him his first Pennywise tattoo before I knew who Pennywise really was, cause, wow. but he was a big fan. And that's kind of where my segue to, you know, learning more about the, the punk rock genres were from him, from being a, from a bigger city, coming to small town and like, you know, the introduction to that stuff. But he asked me to give him a Pennywise tattoo, so he kind of gave me the idea and showed me, and it looks nothing like the Pennywise logo at all. <laughs> but I just saw his try, he just finished his, pro- his program, and I was like, I s- it's, still, it's still there. And I was like, I saw it in the picture. I was like, wow, that thing really stood the test of time, actually, though. So still, it aged well, as you say? I, I apparently tattooed him well with this homemade <laughs> tattoo gun we made because it still is there. And he's like 45 now. And we did that when we were 15. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I was impressed to see it still, wow. still there. Yeah, your old drummer got tatted up. Yeah. yeah Jim he, Wilcox, yeah, man. Yeah, he got tatted up quick once, once he got in the band. He was the guy, man. He, Jim will attest to this, too. He was the dude that was like, everybody's getting tattoos. I wasn't a tattoo guy at all. Like, no. I was like, I got a tattoo when I was 18. It was the same tattoo gun, actually, on my, like, Santa Cruz skateboards and snowboards, but it turned out not looking like that whatsoever. <laughs> so that's still here because they do stick with you, uh, obviously. Uh, but I was turned off by tattoos after getting kind of a shitty tattoo when I was young. Got it. And so I just wasn't intrigued, had no desire whatsoever. Uh, but all the guys, all the guys in the band were getting tattoos, and uh, Jim had not a single one tattoo on him. And uh, he's like, "I think I'm gonna be the the guy that never gets the tattoo at all, be that that punk rock guy." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, good on you, man. That's pretty pretty solid st- understanding because that's like it takes a lot in this environment when you're seeing it all the time around you. It gets exciting, and you want it just for fun, anyways. Yeah. You know, it's 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 exciting. You know, you're like, that was cool right now. Uh, but then he didn't. But then we were in Los Angeles, and we were at uh, Lucky. Lucky, was it Luck, Lucky Strike Tattoo or something? It's right across from where Pennywise did their live album, um, Key Club. Okay. It's right across the street from the Key Club, I believe it was. Uh, and me and uh, Bill both got these four leaf clovers on our hands. Oh, look at those. The Andy Almo released like Good Luck Tattoos. I got, I got clovers right here. Yeah, you do. You got, but you got, yours look yeah, like, but yours look, yours look like clovers. Patchwork. Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- it's all something that, things that, uh, moments in time. Moments in time. Okay. They, they mean things to me, yeah. but it wasn't cohesive. Sure. So I was like, just kind of put some filler in here. But it still and comes together. Yeah, as it still sleep, comes right? together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sorry, I was I interrupted. So no, you did not. You just segued to the, the ex- exact idea. It's <laughs> like so he he saw something he wanted to after this much time in the band. He was finally like, you know what? I'm gonna get my first tattoo at the spot. He got zero crew across his belly. Yes. Yes. He, he did. just opened Pandora's box with that <laughs> shit, dude. You go belly, you're like, fuck. I want this whole thing filled up around here. Yeah. So he went to work, man. He got his chest. No, he got his forearm done. I think he got a koi fish. In Idaho, it's weird. I know all the details about this. It's like <laughs> not even my tattoos, but I remember Boise, Idaho. We had tattoo buddies out there. It was always late night after we're drinking and stuff after the show. I like go to the tattoo shop, stay there till 4 a.m. You know, got a full koi, full f- uh, forearm sleeve, and from there he got his whole chest piece done wow. by some lady he met in Phoenix. I remember he like was kind of regretful on that one for a second because she used him kind of as a chicken scratch palette and oh. just kind of started drawing on him, and then it got really heavy with the dark ink. 
to where definition went kind of out the window on one side. Uh, on the, you know, a lot of times dark side, light side, kind of yeah. heaven, hell kind of shit. Um, so his dark side started getting really dark, and I remember he was kind of like a little bit distraught about that, but uh, ended up getting more work done throughout the years with that piece. And then from there, it was just like the neck tattoo came next. Yeah. Up, like, yeah I was up in Los Angeles for that one. That was my buddy Dave Cantrell got the zero crew on his ass. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this our buddy great one. Yeah. Dave Cantrell, like he got a tattoo across his ass, all in red, just zero crew, old English letters. <laughs> and uh, again, I told you earlier, I, I contacted him just for the Authority Zero website to add to the tattoo gallery. I'm like, do you still have that tattoo on your butt? <laughs> He's like, dude, after all the shits I've taken since that time, <laughs> that tattoo is not even there anymore, man. It's like, it was only red ink, probably one press through, you know. That guy shit's hard. That's a hard shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that same session, that same time frame, that same tattoo gallery, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but that's when Jim got the pirate ship on his neck. And uh, so he had three pretty major pieces going on at that point in time, and then it was just hit the road running, man. He got all sorts of cool work done. His, uh, his girlfriend, my wife at the time, or I'm sorry, wife now, girlfriend at the time, um, was a tattoo artist as well. Uh, but she never tattooed him. But I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, Melissa, man. Uh, Miss Melissa. Go check her out on Instagram. She's just a beautiful artist, great tattoo artist. Works all around the world, travels doing that. Um, but he never got tattooed by her. It's like one of those things you don't teach your girlfriend how to snowboard. It's just going to be a failure in the end. And it'll <laughs> cause arguments, you know. Um, I don't think that was really the whole thing with it. But he, he had something along those lines where it was he just never got tattooed by her. Uh, as great of an artist as she was, it was always somewhere else just happened to be, I think, more than anything. Okay. Um, but he got sleeved up throughout the years, yeah, and he got covered head to toe, basically, man. Yeah, and he's Jim was got all in. He a lot in. of tattoos now. He was all in. He I remember is. When he, when he had none. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I turned around, and I was like, does this guy think he's Travis Barker? Yeah, I mean, He got like, tattooed fast. Yeah. He got a lot of tattoos <laughs> in a short amount of time. He's like, I'm a fucking rock star, goddamn. I'm yeah. going to play the role and enjoy it. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And good for him. Yeah, absolutely. He's got, he's got I think, top to bottom. I'm not sure, like where the space is on i know he's got his back going uh he's almost like a full back piece now too wow you gonna get any more tattoos you got any more plans well, clearly i am i guess yeah. you know that's <laughs> the thing is like now that i'm older I, I even saw bill our old guitar player bill marks you know uh i was recording in the studio the other day my solo record stuff and he popped by brought some coffee and just chatted up he's in the neighborhood huh. he started now uh, i had this tattoo whatever and started going into it about just tattoos and work undone and longevity of them and coloring and versus black and white you know uh and uh, that's what I mentioned about this one is like I love the black and white that I've gotten so far myself because it's going to test you know stand the test of time sometimes it seems yeah depending on the color you're uh, you're working with, and um, and uh, we got into it. I, was, I was like yeah I wasn't the big tattoo guy when I was younger you know like I said I was kind of turned off by that first one I got that faded out and I was like what the fuck did I even do that for it looks <laughs> like shit, <laughs> uh, but as I got older I've gotten a better idea of I guess throughout the years you kind of like figure out who you are a little more you know you're not as confused or just like I think I know what I want. You know, in my position, personally, I feel that I've got a better idea, perspective of what I want, and am super, super excited about for a life's piece, you know, per piece that I'm getting. I have ideas that I've had for some time that I'm, like, really excited about getting that I'm like, okay, there's a, that, that does have a lot of meaning to me, and I want to make sure it's a nice-looking piece. Yes, you know? that's and that key. And that was key. That was the thing. It's like, if I'm going to get more shit, I've got a couple of the road tattoos, you know, oh. the, you know, because you know that was right place, right time, right buds, yeah, right moment, and like epic things have happened. You're like, you got to get that right now. <laughs> you know, you almost died. Like, you need to get that right now. That's like your saving <laughs> grace to like to show you survive that shit. Um, but yeah, mo- ultimately, it's like they're always like little small guys. But the big pieces, I'm a big fan of like the big open pieces because I've come to see that those do last longer because they're bigger. 
and uh, you can get you can see the clarity in it more, and they just look nicer. They just look nicer when they're made bigger. You always want to go small because, like, I just want a little one. I don't want to get something too big. But then it looks like shit because it all blends together. Yeah. Over time, you know. And sun damage too will fuck it up. I put Dude, totally. Arizona. On every time I go outside. Yeah. Every time. Absolutely. Spray it on. You know, I'm I've been like wearing sleeves out in the summer heat, Me you know, too. as opposed to like you know jumping out there first thing and be like, oh, oh it's a little sun, a little tan. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want to cover this shit up because it's like now there's some. Something to protect a little more, you know, than just your skin, which needs you get the whole life ahead of you. you know whole, I mean, yeah. it's a lot of sun. That is, it's <laughs> especially living here. We know that. <laughs> Walk outside, you turn into a crispy little thingy. <laughs> thingy. Crispy little thingy. <laughs> oh, I'm so full of big words today. Wow, wow. <laughs> coconut water, do your worst. Ah, mm. God damn, coconut water is delicious. Yeah, dude. Thanks for hydrating me today. Yeah. I need this after the weekend. Well, there's another one with your name on it. There is. I'm slow rolling. Coconut here. water is just flowing like water. It is. Like beer, it, it does. water. You got anybody on the live watching? I don't know. Is anybody even watching this? Well, we got two people? What do we got? We got three people. We got three people. Who are, who are the three people? Hey, Robbie, what's up, buddy? Mm-hmm. Tag, my bro. Ah. My buddy Robbie is up for that on my East Coast. Oh, okay. Well, this is good times. Yeah. The Facebook Live is blowing up. Three fucking yeah, three people. people. <laughs> Let me tell people to go. Yeah. Let me go to mine right now and say we're live. Can I link? I mean, it is Facebook. Yeah. So, I mean, Facebook. Can I link back to, oh, it's right here. Yucking it up. Okay, cool. Yucking it up. That's us. How do I? I'm gonna share this right now from mine. Okay. Yeah, yo, you got yo. way more followers. Yeah, we need people you to follow our anyone, fucking Facebook. Uh, yeah. If anyone. What's is up with that? Super busy. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Log yeah. in to watch us. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. It's a hard sell. Yeah, no. It really is. I started reading that No Effects book, the Hepatitis Bathtub and other oh, stories. Yeah. I didn't know a lot about those guys, but I'm at the part now where it's like every time they go out, someone's getting killed in L.A. Because it was in the 80s when that f- the punk scene, like there was gangs. And there was just like everybody would go to a punk show. And if you were like if so, they just got their eyes on you, 30 people would jump on you and beat the fucking shit out of you. And people were dying all the time. So yeah. that's kind of how they met. They they all met in that scene, and uh, now they're like a touring band, but they're shitty. They're terrible. Oh, wait, who's they this know now? that the, the uh, no effects. Oh 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 okay okay. Yeah, so they're they're touring and they're terrible, and that's where I'm at in the book. And they're having a lot of fun being terrible. Oh, okay. And they're learning their instruments, so that's pretty much what it is. But man, the names of some of these bands. Yeah. That they were seeing, it's just like oh, throughout history, oh, like them touring and stuff. And I, I laughed, <coughs> I laughed. They're like, oh, we're at this Total Carnage show, or, or you know, or just some, I don't know. Some of the names are just so left random. field. Like, yeah, they didn't think twice about what they're going to call the band. <laughs> they're just like, this is fine. This is fine. This is gonna be this is gonna be a great name. To Reagan with Youth group. was one of them. Remember Reagan yeah, Youth? Reagan Youth. Yeah, yeah, that's a freaking staple from the history of the books. There, God. Yeah, they were talking about Mike Muir from Suicidal Tendencies, the singer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was part of a gang. Bless you. Yeah. And the gang was um, the Suicidals, like SSS. Okay. And he was like, he said randomly at a show, Mike Muir hopped in a car with him and just said, go 90. And if you didn't go 90, he's part of the gang, and he'll probably fucking get 30 guys to jump on you and beat the shit out of you. So he just went 90 down the street, and and then they pull up to a car, and then Mike Muir with – no fucking warning. Just rolls the windows down, reaches out and slaps some guy in the car. No <laughs> and shit. And they took off. Huh. 
it's just weird stories like that. That's yeah. what, that's kind of what the book is right now. That's fun. Yeah, you. We might. I think we talked about that on one episode about that book, and I, I have never. I never got to read the entire thing. I, I think I picked it up on tour. One of the guys had bought it on the road, and I think no, it was Dally, Chris Dally, our drummer. Oh, he he, he bought the book, and he he ripped, ripped through it. And I I think it was one of those like I picked it up. He's talking about how great it was and entertaining. It's a fun read. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be. Be no effects. You know, I would think it's got to have so yeah, many I got all funny these stories books and shit. <coughs> Stupid cough. Mm. I've been reading all these books, but it's all like bands. Yeah. Like I, they're just fun and it's yeah. Usually I mean, being in a band is fun. It's funny, like shit just happens. Yeah. And it's like it's not real life things that would happen <laughs> on a normal basis. And it's just like you're like that. You seriously did that, and that happened to you, or <laughs> you know, you survived X amount of things, or you know, somebody spitting what? So where's your book? Well, it's I don't know. <laughs> it's in the re- it's it? in the records, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the liner notes. Uh, you gotta document that shit. That's that's time consuming. Well, yeah, we have, and that's the thing is like back in the early days, you know, I'd say we. I was the guy that videotaped everything. Mm. Like I bought all the deep, the little dat tapes myself, and uh, had the little camcorder thing, and would just film like even walking out of a car, like anything, like in a different city, you know, you know. Uh, and so those are all just at my house in this giant box. And so I'm hoping one day to catalog all those, trip them over to like not even DVD nowadays, yeah. just digital, obviously, you know. Because I remember there was one point when I was trying to get them all transferred over to DVD. Oh God! And I was like. And now it's like, that's not even a thing anymore. It's like a, a hard drive. You know? <laughs> so it's like, it pretty soon it won't even be a hard drive. It's like, just put it out in the thin air and it'll be there somewhere it'll be floating in the around. Ether. In the ether net, yeah. <laughs> and so, but yeah, I think that'd be a fun thing to do because we definitely have some stories. We definitely have a history to talk about. And it, it's a matter of probably people signing off on them, wanting to, being able to have the stories yeah. told. You know? There's a lot of things that go into making a book that people don't think about. You oh, know? sure. Like stuff like that. You're telling stories somebody you gotta get their approval i guess you do so. yeah it's like you can get sued it's like you want to make sure those guys are cool with it especially you know we're all still buds and stuff so it's like you'll be like we've been through some shit you you mind if we talk about this or like <laughs> and vice versa it goes both ways you know it's like we've all got stories we all know so much about each other mm. you know we've all seen some things and some things were videotaped as well you know it's like <laughs> you got a catalog of like your entire life uh, out there of just like rock and roll it's all about the stories man it's all about the stories it's the all first about one the stories. i read was uh, I'm the Man by Scotty Ian for yeah. an- from Anthrax. And that one got the ball rolling. Okay. And I just kept reading. Then I got The Dirt. The Dirt, and then yeah. And I read one about Dave Mustaine from uh, Megadeth. And then I read the Pantera one. And now I'm doing – I did Slayer. Slayer is really good. So which one was your favorite? I think when I asked you this one time, what was your favorite one of all these stories of these so fans? So far, uh, Scotty Ian, I'm the Man. Scotty Ian? Yeah. Cool. I can see that being fun. I yeah. see that being a fun read. Let me check this out. Yeah, yeah, but by all means. Yeah. yeah, he seems like an entertaining dude in general. Yeah, I, I see this. He's like a personality kind of guy, you know. Like seeing him like interviews and stuff on online and or not online, but like on MTV back in the day or even like oh for sure know, things yeah, of that he nature. Talks about all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. He just seems like he'd be an interesting person to listen to or like read about. And that's his band. Yeah. Like you don't know that. So did he start it up? Yeah. Ever since he was a, a kid, he wanted to be a rock star. Education. And he started playing you know, guitar and all this and that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> he met he met uh, another guitar player and a drummer in New York, and they just started fucking going. And uh, it's funny because they huh. all practiced in this shitty little uh, uh, or warehouse in, uh, in like, the ghetto mm-hmm. in New York. And Metallica was there. Okay. Metallica came out from the West Coast because this guy wanted to sign him, and the guy that was dealing with anthrax. Uh-huh. And he had a, a fucking record shop he wound up selling his house selling the shop selling everything just to invest in metallica 
No kidding. Because he believed in them. That's cool, so man. So they all practice in these shitty little office buildings. And the stories. <coughs> Sorry. So the stories are like, yeah. you know, they, they kind of intertwine, and I like that. That's so cool. So Dave Mustaine was part of the band. Mm-hmm. He came out with them, and within a week, he got drunk, and they fucking kicked him out there. They had plans on the way to kick him out and get Kirk Hammett from Exodus. Oh, so that already had his, his fate it, was already yeah, sealed. Yeah, his fate was sealed. Because <laughs> nobody could handle the guy once he got drunk. Oh, uh, he would bummer. Just, he'd do dumb shit, and people were like, fuck this guy. He's out of here. over him. He was a big personality, too. Yeah, sure. So then I got the Dave Mustaine book after that yeah. because I read that. I want to see what his side of the story was. Gotcha. And it pretty much fell in line. It coincided a little yeah. bit. That's and, cool. Yeah. Well, at least we're honest about it, right? Right. And then Slayer <laughs> was part of it too. No, that's wild, yeah, dude. And Slayer was fucking that. That was a good read. Those guys are. They they went through uh, a drum war. Their drummer, <coughs> Jesus Christ, it's uh <laughs> his his drummer. Uh, the drummer's name is Dave Lombardo, and Dave Lombardo is like one of the best drummers of all time. There's a young Lombardo right there. Yeah. There's young Lombardo. And he kept going in and out of the band, but he kept like one. He felt like he didn't get. Uh, his due diligence like he was okay. definitely a huge part of the band but he wasn't like respected i guess i see okay. and he didn't get the credits like if you look at the credits for the songs zero dave lombardo no shit but poor guy huh he didn't contribute well yeah there's that that'll that'll definitely play a role you know, in i mean like how do you do it with your it. band like like, it, like how much is a contribution to get their name on a song I've always been um, probably more fair, it seems, than most might be. Honestly, I've always wanted everyone to feel uh, treated uh, equally, you know, in the group, no matter uh, what situation has been. And it might have been my downfall throughout the history of it, looking back a bit, you know, just being like quarter for you, quarter for you, quarter for you, quarter for you. Yeah. Even in the songwriting, even if I wrote a song front to back myself, just sitting in my house, I, in my mind, it still was the band that performed it together on the record. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that was my confusion with separation of songwriter versus performing artists, that kind of sort of thing. Okay. So, but regardless of that, I still, to this day, I back what I did with that, you know, with my uh, uh, personal songs I'd written that I knew I'd written fully front to back. Yeah. Uh, still just contributing and making everybody a quarter, quarter owner or writer on those songs. Um, just because, again, it's part of the history. Um, and it just seems like everybody put the work in initially on the records to put, and their input, you know, everybody always does with recording as well uh, in the end. So it, it almost does develop the song into a different kind of song. Yeah. In and the each end. band's different. Yeah. You know. Like Slayer, the singer, Tom Araya, mm-hmm. he didn't write anything. It was yeah. all the guitarist, uh, Jeff Hanneman. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and See. the other guitarist, uh, Kerry King, he had something to do with it, but it was mainly Jeff Hanneman. That w- it was his band. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Is like back in the day, is like I say, that was kind of the process. And then as things developed or changed or whatever through the years, I also got a bit smarter about the business side of things, and uh, did from learning from a few of those things. Like I say, I wouldn't take it back what I did back then, but I have since that point learned different ways of separating uh, certain elements of the, the writing process, recording process, the who's on the record, who has actually contributed to the writing. Like I say, yeah. Um, like okay, Ali Ali Oxenfree is a great example. Mike Sparrow and myself um, basically wrote those songs coincidentally. You know very collectively. Um, there was during the pandemic, so it kind of like, that was a lot of it too, because him and I lived in the same state, mm. and we were also going through different players uh, at the time. It was kind of in limbo a little bit more, I think. And um, So he was your rock? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, at the same time, like Chris Daly um, was a huge uh, element to all of these songs too, you know, our drummer. Um, but the actual song writing of the song itself mm-hmm. was um, 
very much half and half with a lot of these songs with Mike and myself. And if there was one that I wrote more, uh, we both had an understanding that was like you. That was like your brainchild. That was what you did. You know, yeah. And it's not like an argument. It's just like a. It's an honest like respect of you wrote that song, or we can call each other out. I'm like Mike, that was you, bro. You know, that was that was fucking your brain that did that thing. I'm like, I added my voice to it. You know, but like, you know, it's back in the day. It was like I'd write almost all the lyrics. Uh, as well, and then as time went on, you know, Bill would write some parts as well through a couple of songs like "Good Old Days" and mm. "Solitude," things of that nature. But mostly, it was myself doing the lyrics. But over time, Mike's just a brilliant writer himself, so we would just work together and like come up parts of parts of parts, you know, and like uh, play on words, lyrics, and things of that nature. Because it's amazing what you'll figure out, like when you are writing a song, and all of a sudden one other person's brain as says one line that's different. And all of a sudden, it just triggers this entire new monster of like mm. direction of where you can take this, rather than where you just blatantly, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like it goes on an adventure completely different. It's really cool. Well, it should be because you get different uh, views. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah. Even if you feel the same way about something, there's still some other way that someone might approach it, you know, and do it and handle it differently. Yeah, you know? and you got to be man enough to say, hey, that's might be better. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know what, very good point. The, the ego point. I'll take a step back and, yeah. and agree with you on this and take a better look at it. You know. So, bands are fun. They are. And they're crazy, but they have definitely have stories to tell. You got to get a book, dude. Uh, we, we will definitely have a book someday. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be around to see it, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully someday, if anyone's out there, all three of you listening right now, if you have a chance at this, you know, in the history of Authority Zero, someone put a book together with all that long story knowledge I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's out there. Yeah, the book, this Slayer book, wasn't written by anybody in the band. It was a oh. guy that basically... So while you're reading it, it's like it, you, he tells you where the quotes come from. Okay. So that's kind of annoying because yeah. every time you read something. But there's so much information, you, you see everything pieced together. Oh, sure. But the, a bunch of the other ones were written by the band, and oh. I like that better. Because yeah. you see their point of view, their book, they telling you what you want to hear. Yeah, you and know? you're getting details you wouldn't get from someone who might be hearsay. Yeah. You know, it's like you're actually like, I lived this. This is exactly what I was going through emotionally and feeling at that moment in time. Or didn't think was right about this or <laughs> it was my b stupid idea to do this. You know, it's like, yeah. and I'll admit that. <laughs> I used know? to watch this video of uh, Pantera. It was, uh, fuck, I forget the name of it, but it was basically them on tour and all the shit that they did. Hmm. And they just compiled a video, a VHS tape. Yeah. And uh, they sold it afterwards. And it was just them fucking around. The, like, uh, People want to see that shit. The, the lighting guy sat on a fucking swing all the time above and he did the lights, yeah. right? So he developed this giant fucking zit on his ass. Ah. So one day he was like, I can't sit down anymore. He's, he's just hurting. So they just fucking threw him on the ground. Oh, man. Pulled his pants oh. down. And they, they videotaped him fucking popping this whopper. That's insane. <laughs> that had to be a big, Fucking disgusting, dude. Fucking, yeah. It was like, like toothpaste. Like if oh. you squeeze a toothpaste. It's like this giant <laughs> cyst on his ass. It's yeah, not even a zit so at that bad, point. <laughs> so bad. Just infected butt cheek. <laughs> That's and those wild. are the stories that people want to hear. They are, <laughs> oddly. No one wants to hear, like, how great your music career was. Uh, they want to see, uh, like, what it took to get there <laughs> and, like, what made you who you are. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> and you're going to be intrigued, you know? It's like you sometimes you start, be, you know, you're a little shithead growing up a lot, and you sometimes, like, become a bit more of a positive thinker as you get older because you've been through some weird things and, like, you've made some weird choices, you know? And it's, it, it's driven you to, like, maybe look at things a little bit differently again as you get older. Huh. Um, at least I can say that perspective-wise. You know, it's, um, you're like, man, how did I even think what, that was a good idea? You know, at certain points of time. But you did it, and you lived through it, and you learned from it. It's like all, all it has been is a, like a big learning experience. That's of, all life of is. Adventure. Absolutely. You can't learn from your mistakes. It's going to be a long fucking life. You're bound to drizzle. Yeah. 
<laughs> Speaking of change, yeah. facial hair. Yes, let's talk about how I don't have any and you have awesome what things going on. What happened to you? Okay, because I yeah. just decided, you know, I need to go through a change. I need something different. Yeah. So I never grow mustache. I always just had the little thing on my chin. Yeah. Well, I was like, fuck it, I'm growing a mustache. Yeah, and it happened clean and quick. It's too. coming in, yeah, right? It's it, nice it, and it solid. grows in nice. Yeah. And then I saw on Facebook, I was like, this motherfucker shaved his face too. The and thing but that you had a mustache like for a minute. For one minute. <laughs> one minute. I've got pictures right here I can show you. They're pretty good. I almost like kept it. Okay, so. Reason I did that was we were shooting. We shot a new video for Authority Zero's song "Fire Off Another." Aha! Uh -huh. Yeah, it's our second cats single. Cats out of the bag. Yeah, cats out of the bag. It's coming to get you. <laughs> and uh, it's really fun. We um, we actually re we recreated a film. I won't say which one. We recreated a film, and uh, for this film, I needed to character play a bit. And with that, I had a full. I didn't. It was a bump. It was a hard thing because I'd I'd finally gotten my beard was like that length you're super happy about. Yeah. It wasn't like too short, too long, too bushy. It was nice and clean. It chiseled your face out with the extra chin line, you know. And now it avoided gone. the bottom three chins. And uh, I had this harebrained literally idea that I hit the producer director up and I was like, Hey, I know we're shooting these other scenes today, um, and the band didn't even know about this. The band like thought the video shoot was over, but we still they knew we had a couple things we were gonna do, but we added so much more to the storyline that was just him and I going back and forth and be like, oh, we can go this to the next level if we want. Not we can make it so much more interesting. And so when he got me fired up about that idea, I was like, check it out, I'm gonna shock the world right now. <laughs> I'm gonna scare the shit out of people. I want people to want to see this because I look like a freaking alien, you know. And <laughs> they're like, young. you got to see it. Yeah, it, it took me back like 20 years, which I'll take it. 42 years old, that's what I've gotten most is like. You just look so young, and I'm like, yeah. fucking right on. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never growing my beard out again. I'll do it when I'm fucking sixty. That's fine. Then I'll be old. Yeah, my you know? wife hates my mustache. Nah, it looks hates good. It. It's a head to wetty sneaky. I'm going for like, like uh, Jack Sparrow's weird cousin. You, you know what it. I mean? You can pull it. Yeah. You could be an extra. We talked about that last <laughs> night, I think, in uh, Pirates. You could yeah. be a great pirate in that movie. Man. Yeah, I got a pirate thing going on because at work I wear a bandana because you know I, I work. Right. And uh, I kind of pull out the pirate thing. Yeah, you do. It'd be good. <laughs> well, so I, I, I went ahead and just like I told him, I was like, I want to shave my, all my, my whole beard off. And even he freaked out because he has a nice full beard. You know, and he's like, he's like, I don't know. Because like in his head, he's like, we're going to fucking ruin this video. Because like right now it's really cool. You know, <laughs> we all look really good. You know, and I'm like, just going to go for it. And uh, for these scenes, we shot some office scenes. We'll say that. You know, I shot some office scenes where I'm in an office. And uh, so I just went for it. And I just shaved the whole thing off, and then I instantly regretted my life. Like, my life decisions, <laughs> like, I instantly, like, was like, oh, my God, what have I done? I really did ruin this video. And uh, the funny thing about that is I did the mustache first, and I was like, do I keep the mustache or take it all off? I sent him a picture. He's all, dude, get rid of the mustache. I was oh, like, wow, <laughs> okay. I thought we were going to be mustache bros for he's a like, second. I yeah. was like, yes. He's like, we're going for a different video with that mustache, you know? <laughs> I was like, all right. So I took it all the way off, and I was like, oh, God, what just happened? And the only time I'd done this before was at Music for Cancer out in Canada. Uh, they were do doing donations for Music for, Can for Cancer uh, by bringing people up to shave their beards on stage. Oh. And so that's the one time I did it. And I had like, a we call it Eurobeard, where you just let it go and you don't even care. <laughs> Eurobeard. Euro so I had like five like extra layers of my chin length, you know, wow. so you didn't know what was going on in here. So before our show that day, I had him shave it in front of the audience on stage, raised $2,000 for Music for Cancer. Oh, shit. So that was great. But I got off stage before we even played, looked in the mirror. I didn't recognize my face at all. Like Isn't anything. that crazy? It's insane. Because you lived with this face your whole life. Yeah. You know, but to see that again after such like a feelingly handsome, like full face, you know, that you can design it the way you want your face to look. Yeah. You know, going from that, like a uh, piece of uh, 
like what do they call it? like uh, accessory an accessory <laughs> rather than just a fucking beard it's an accessory it's like you like almost like put this thing on your face and like snapped it in yeah, i and guess you, so yeah and you just took this thing off and all of a sudden your accessory got melted and burned you know burned the flame starting over i had to play that night confidence levels way through the roof because i knew oh. people just staring at me like not because they were glorified with our music performance they yeah. were just like what the fuck and who is that wow same thing happened this time and so oh. i did that i went to my walgreens on the way to the video shoot even the people at Walgreens, my local Walgreens, like were freaked out. It took them like a second to even realize because I'm there all the time. Well, they they think you're going back in time because yeah. you're so young looking. Well, people think that I'm having a midlife crisis. So oh. people people were like like, what's going on with Jason right now? Is he okay? He's 42. He just shaved his beard off. He looks so much younger. Mm. I'm like, no, I just this my face. And <laughs> I did this for a movie uh, for a movie scene for a video scene. Um, and in my brain, I was like, oh, it'll grow right back. It's no big deal. But then you realize it takes a while to grow your hair back on your face. My mine at least. And yeah, so mine it's is a process. Good. It's good. It's good for here on the lip. Yeah. But right here on the sides, it takes forever. Does it? But it grows real thick and heavy down here. Ah. But it's coming in gray, and I'm just not ready for and that. Now it's like, wait a second. So no more beard. No more beard. Yeah, no more beard until I'm, I'm going to be the, the old guy. When I'm officially old. And that's what I'm saying. And I'll pull it it's off. It's like, you know, I'm getting all this. You look so much younger now. You look so young. And I'm like, you look like you did back in the, the 2000 whatever videos and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> well, fucking why am I growing a beard? Right? I'm like, I, I like looking young. I mean, the more you get older, it's like, why not try and look young as long as you can? Yeah. So now it's like I've gotten used to having no beard. Yeah. I'm enjoying the scruffle like this a little bit. And it's summertime. And it's summertime. Yeah. You know, and it's like I look back at now pictures. And it was not too long ago of the full beard. I'm like, that's a lot of fucking work. And like every sandwich you eat, every bite is a wipe of the mustache. Oh yeah, you know I'm, that's I'm getting yeah, I really you know what I'm talking about. That. Yeah, and it's a, it's a thing. It's like rather than just enjoying your sandwich, I put it's this like it's you have that napkin the entire time. It's coconut oil. It's called uh, Viking. Yeah, I, I put it on my tattoos. It's just like coconut oil and something else. Oh yeah, and uh, it, may, it makes them shinier, mm. and so your skin doesn't get dry. Mm -hmm. I put a little of that on the old mustache and give and give it a swipe. A little slip towards the slip sides. Slide. It, it works like a magic. That's it, awesome. It, it, yeah. So things beat up, beat, things kind of beat off instead of yeah. like. Huh? Did you say beat off? They beat off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they beat off your stash. I don't know what you're telling me here. <laughs> Switching gears. <laughs> Back to the mustache film I was talking Back about. Back to my midlife crisis. Back to my midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. Buy a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my God. You got places to be? I don't. I just seen if this thing was still plugged in. I was still battery lifing. Uh, I was actually going to see if anybody else tuned into our. Our, uh, our thing here. I guess I could stand up and look at that, huh? <laughs> that might be the easy. Oh, here we go. We have two people that went to my thing, and uh, my dad. Ah. And uh, we were talking about the beer earlier, the born and bred. We'll plug that right now because Marshall, okay. I think Marshall was watching this right now. Brewmaster at uh, Simple Machine Brewing here in town. Uh, he's the one that contacted me about doing my own beer, oh. uh, the born and bred Irish Red that's coming out June uh, July 2nd, actually. And just a quick plug, too. Um, I haven't put this online yet, but we are – doing a release show at Simple Machine Brewing, which is up by the Anthem area, mm. um, on July 2nd. So I'll be performing there for the first time for people to go up and taste the beer and be there for the release uh -huh. if you'd like to go. Beer that you won't drink. Beer that I won't drink, Please but I will. buy the beer, yes. um, but I'm not going to have it. I will not have it, but I will be there seeing all of your happy faces <laughs> enjoying this delicious beverage. Um, but yeah, Marshall is online with us right now. He's the brewmaster, the owner, uh, operator of Simple Machine Brewing. Very good. And uh, great group of people. Uh, great beer line too. Just great artwork too. The artist guy, like they do for my beer, we use my art, the uh, No Regrets guitar poster art. Oh, okay. Because they have reflective wrappers uh, um, that they do on their beer cans and stuff, you know. And I thought that was a really cool look, and I was like, well, this would be a perfect, you know, visually uh, for my own personal beer because it's kind of all encompassing with the acoustic guitar. 
the stickers, the touring, the band stuff, all that fun stuff, you know. Wish I had a poster. Oh, man. <laughs> you get two, Utah. Utah, you're going to get two. <laughs> so Podcast, like watching a podcast for me is hard. Yeah. It is. It, I, I need to be doing something and listening. See, right now so, I can see it. I'm like so I don't blame them. Yeah, I'm even looking at us right now, and it's like freaking me out. And like now I'm seeing that no beard you're talking about. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. I'm sorry. It's friend. good, though. Yeah, it's all right. I'm telling it's you, it's good. Cool it's outside. a good look. Yeah. Because I'm not the guy that's going to dye the beard. I can't go that route. Yeah. I can't dye it. That's, that's just trying too hard. See, my buddy, Sadie, he, we talk about this. We, we go to the gym in the mornings. He's got you know. a big old beard on, He's got too. a big old beard. And here's the thing, though. He's, like, he's, he's going back and forth with it, and we've talked about this because it's brown on his face. Mm-hmm. Under the underlying beard itself is brown on his face. But once it grows out to a certain point, that hair just stays. It turns completely gray. So it's like if it was a short beard, he'd be just naturally brown still. Yeah. But it's like a nice full it beard. It's grayed out. The hair is just like dying at twice the speed. He can't. <laughs> he can't go that route. <laughs> no. It's like it's like. So he might have to do short beard. I don't if know. If you have a receding hairline, just shave your fucking head or wear a hat all the yeah, time. You know what I mean? Yeah, the hat. I mean, yeah. it's like you know the whole thing, the comb over thing. It's like it could be fun, I guess, if you're a kid and do it for fun. You know, just <laughs> that's the look you're going for. But the older guys, like sometimes, I always said myself, I was like, why don't you just go? Get that thing out. Be the bald guy. Come on. Be the bald guy. There's Own no that shame. bald head, dude. Yeah. There's no shame in it, dude. No, just fucking just, don't where, hold on. That's where your head is at. <laughs> your head wants to be free of hair. <laughs> you want to be young, but you're just not. Yeah. All right. So fucking at, play the part. Thanks for talking to us. See, I'm growing my hair out right now, too, because I'm like, maybe it's this one last time it's going to be able to happen. Over the last yeah. ride. How long are you going? Ride. I'm going to go again. I don't know yet. I mean, I've, I did a bit of a trim before the video shoot because it was like, it's still at that awkward spot that I can't stand. That's where hats come into play for me. All the time. A lot more. All yeah. the fucking time. I know what you mean. And uh, it's going to take a while to get to where I'm, I'm comfortable without wearing the hat, I think. And so uh, it's on its way right now. So now I'm just in that disastrous phase of it's dealing with it. It's a good shaggy it. look. Thanks. That is. It feels, it feels like summertime as well. As much <laughs> hair should I should not be growing right now. Yeah, why are you growing it in the summertime? I don't know. Because it's like the summer not to give a fuck. I'm going to Europe again. I'm going to be on the Euro. Maybe the Euro beard will come back too. Oh. Just like let it all go for the summer, you know. And just, just be like, come carrot. back a fucking Wookiee in September for my birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's 43. Guys, this Ooh. is what 43 looks like on me. <laughs> There's your midlife crisis. The entire year, 43. <laughs> this is entire my entire 43rd year. Oh my god, on my head. <laughs> Let it shine. <laughs> so that that September tw- the September 9th show for the 20 year anniversary for the passage in time, I will be probably a monstrous shaggy person, and that's on my birthday too. So. You going for a ponytail? I'm not sure. Oh. I'm going for ponytail. I like just. I liked uh, I liked longer hair when I had it. I've always been like an off and on long hair guy my whole life. Yeah. You know, even back, I'll show you this picture of me back when I was a kid. My dad sent me this the other day. He's like, here's a picture of you working out when you were 11 years old, like when you first started working out or whatever. And I was like, oh God, that's funny. I saw a picture of you and C.K. Jones, and you had long hair. That was yeah. That's when I first went for the full on fully man. It was uh, it was a bet between me, and my buds, and poor habit. And uh, who else was it? Poor habit. And it was me. Ch- me, Chuck, Colin. Uh, oh, it's me, Chuck, Colin, and me, Chuck, and Colin. Actually, yeah, singer of Poor Habit and drummer. And uh, I'd forgotten about it because I just kind of like started. We were drinking a lot. Yeah. You know, and we made this bet, hundred dollar bet. Whoever cuts their hair first owes each person a hundred bucks. Oh. Yeah. And so I just forgot about that, and I just kept on growing my hair because I was like, all right, let's go for it. I got to get past that weird phase, anyways. Yeah. At that point, then I got into it, and. Um, and so we kept going, but then I trimmed it, and I saw the guys again like a couple years later, and Chuck dreaded his out, which I don't think is fair, because he can do that. 
he's got nice dread ha- dreadlock hair. And I'm like, well, that kind of shortens it, man. Does that really count pimping? You know. Because <laughs> mine's just this greasy, long thing now. So, but they're like, you cut you cut your hair. Like, you owe us 100 bucks. I'm like, fuck, that's right. I'm like, double or nothing. Oh. Double or nothing. So, <laughs> that, that's the one I went for, and that's the picture you saw. Okay. Is when it went all the way down past the nipples. Yeah. And, uh, you had long hair. Donated to Locks of Love, and then uh, I tried growing it back, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> I was like, that stupid phase again, and I just got sick of it. And it was probably around this, if not a little bit longer. And I was like, I just gave up. Yeah, and, when uh, I was a kid, my dad never let me have long hair. Yeah. You know, all that shit. Mm. So and then I got right into the military after school. Or, uh, yeah, after high school. And there was no fucking long hair in the military. Yeah. So once I got out, I was like, this is it. I'm growing long hair. I'm never looking back. And I've never had short hair. Since. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. He's good. See, it takes it takes commitment. It takes patience. It's like, yeah, like once you get it there. Well, you're fine. You're, you're good. It's awesome. Yeah, it's once like you get a tattoo. It there. It's like once, it you're, once you're done, you got this for the rest of your life. That's you right. Know? You yeah. went through it. And you're like, hurt. I'm glad I did that. Yeah. It, t- it takes some patience. It does. The hair takes patience. A is, lot. So what's the worst for you? Is it the actual tattoo part, or is it the, rubbing, the, tattoos. the uh, rubbing with the alcohol when they take See, that's in funny. Between. Yeah, my buddy Chris I was talking about earlier when he was doing the tattoo uh, swipe with the alcohol rub. Oh, buddy. I was like, oh, that tickles. I'm like, that's cool. It's cool. It was a cool feeling, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. He's like, honestly, that's the part people hate usually most more than the tattoo itself. Yeah, that's, that's my... It was a burn. It is. A, it's like giving yourself a friction burn for fun. Yeah. Well, it's like when you're four hours in. Yeah. In the same area. Just raw meat. And then they scrape it. Oh, uh, it's like over and over. See, and I was telling them too. I was like, I was very calm when I was getting my, my, my arm piece done. And even the shin. I mean, we were about a bottle of Jameson deep when we were doing that, though. So, I mean, I was totally calm. Yeah, Didn't feel any. Right. I was feeling no pain. And I don't know how anything. he did such a good job on that because we both were just passing the bottle back and forth for fun in my backyard, in my back room, you know. Damn. Yeah. So I had much faith in my friend Chris Cleary. You must have. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to like let him go through with a full shin piece. But this one, it was like, again, it's like, as I get him more, it seems like I, I'm not, I told him, I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy that says, I love the way a tattoo feels. You know, it feels so good and cool, man. I don't like it. No, it's just I like, don't. it's, it's, but it's like, I don't, it's not so much a pain to me. It's just like, it's a weird feeling. It's just a different feeling, you know? And it doesn't like make me go, God, this hurts. It's yeah. just like, it's like one of those, like, that's, a, that's different. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> and I get used to it, and I'm like, that's still different. It's all, it's like a scratch. Yeah, but it's like intense. Like constantly scratching that itch you've had. Then you're like, will you please stop? In the and same then they, spot. they can't stop. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't itch anymore. Will you please stop? It's like my dog scratched me, and then he scratched me again in the exact same spot, <laughs> and then again, and then again, and then we yeah. take alcohol and then we rub it over uh, it. Yeah, clean that up for you. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, Can you just leave it dirty, please. <laughs> I'd rather get the infection. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Tattoos hurt, dude. And if you say that they don't, you're full of shit. That is correct. I don't believe you. I agree. I've got friends that are tattooed, like I say, head to toe. Mm. They'll tell you the same thing. I mean, they'll, like they fucking hurt. Yeah. They're painful things to do. You're drawing. You scratch. You're drawing on yourself. How about the with, numbing? With, with Have you ever had the numbings? I never did the numbing. No, nah. no. I didn't I, know I you know it existed until I, I went through all the pain. I don't think you should do that. I don't personally. It's, it's don't my own so. personal preference. I think it's a. It's a. If it's. If it's a cool thing to happen in your life, and you want to, you want to feel that pain of why you're getting it, and uh, as the re- kind of somewhat reminder of like as to why. Yeah. I mean, it's always there, obviously, to look at, and that's why you did it. But it's like, it's like a lot of my tattoos, at least, are through going through things that are somewhat painful or like experiences or life lessons, and uh, it's almost just a reminder of as to why it means that much to me to want to put it on my body. It's like a rite of passage. Rite of passage. Yeah. yeah. It's a passage in time. That's how. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, went, I, t- I took that. <laughs> Passage in time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, are you going to 
re-record that album? Because you were telling me something about that. We don't think so. Uh-uh. I don't know. We've we've discussed it because you know right now the record company Atlantic Lava, you know who signed with back in two thousand with that record and Andiamo as well. They own the rights to those records because it was major label stuff and yeah. that's just what was contractually put together. Again, we were young and we kind of went with the flow with management what they thought was best. We wouldn't take it back again. It was it was yeah. a lot of fun and a great idea to kick this off with uh, international type stuff, but. Uh, it is a hard bummer now because now they own the rights to that and we can't we can buy copies from them I guess but it's for an astronomical amount of money and we can also buy the rights back from them but that's an absurd amount of money yeah. to get our own music back which is now not our music I guess as that you know goes uh, seemingly but as long as they know that we're on the radar which we clearly are still you know pushing out there and playing and touring a lot uh, they're not going to let go of that stuff loosely hmm. and so the only way to do that again which your point being is to re-record it and to re-release it ourselves, but we don't want to do that. I don't think it's just, it's a moment in time and different people involved, and um, it just it's just what it was at that point. And to leave it like that, even though it's just digital, I think is fair enough. But there's not the idea of possibility that we might not record a live version of it, uh, just to have at least at the merch booth. It's just nice to have the catalog at the merch booth for yeah. kids. You know, be like, here's our first and second album, instead of like the constant ongoing question of where do I find this? You know, we're like, well, digitally online, you can find it there, but. We still would like a hard copy of something, even if it's just like a live recording of it with the present members type thing. What about doing the album with all of the members? Like you got a song with, oh God. with one guitarist and then another song with another guitarist. That's like my life story. Yeah. I don't know if I want to coordinate that. <laughs> I really don't. I think I've coordinated that my whole entire life, actually, to where I don't think I want to sit down and visit that all at one time. <laughs> with all of that revisitation of those, you know. Uh, those in, uh, that many people, I guess, in one room and each different individualized song. It sounds cool in theory, yeah. You know, but I feel like I've already lived that. Uh, so is that tour. something you would do in the studio with the actual people, or would you kind of phone it in and like do a part and email it? That'd you know? probably be like one of those things do? these days, especially. I'm sure it'd be like a you know, I got my own studio in my house or down the street. You know, but we've done a lot of recordings like that too with certain things. So it'd probably be more of that process, but it's just it'd be a hell of a fucking thing to do. You know, and yeah. again, since we've already done it, again, it's a, it's a, it's a passage in time. It's a, it was a time and place, you know, to me. It's uh, We've lived it. We did it. Uh, I don't know if there's really any reason to do that rather than move forward and do more records and new ones. And then a tri-tip. Smoked it. It smelled so good. It, the smell has kind of subsided since now. But it, I mean, initially, you brought that out mm. right before the podcast. And yeah. I was like, man, so that sounds awesome. If you're ever, like, smoking a tri-tip. I bring it up to 125 to 130 degrees. Okay. So wrap it in foil, mm. and then I'm going to finish it on – because it needs to be medium rare medium mm. running around in that area. Mm. That's when it's best. And then I'm going to fire up the grill, and then I'm going to do some grilling, and then I'll put the sear on it. Well, so that's right, not done yet. It's not done. Temperature-wise, it, it's really close. Okay. Like you could eat it, and it would be delicious. Okay. But if you want a nice grill mark sear on it, which is nice for yeah. some texture – Bam, right on the hot side. That's cool. That's what I'm going to do. Well, you're going to enjoy that. Well, you should probably get to that. I think we've, we've covered my tattoo and yours <laughs> quite a lot on this uh, and my mustache. edition. And your mustache. My and mustache. My, my lack of hair on my face. Did I tell you I got my posts in? No. And my, my mouth. We're talking about the teeth uh, yeah. last episode, I think, wasn't it? Or yeah. one before? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if I told you. I got – so the four teeth are gone on the bottom. Yes. And uh, I went through the healing process, and then they put the posts in. Mm. Or anchors. Oh, the drill bits. Yeah. Basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. So they're in there, and I got two more months of healing, Oof. and then I'm done. Damn. And then he Excited. goes in, he shaves off the top gums, yeah. exposes those things, those things, and then they just 
park the teeth right, and then okay, I'm good question, to go. Okay, question. Question being, okay, because no. I thought about doing that in my future because I know that my teeth won't last forever. Okay. But I thought about the idea, like, when they screw them in, is it like an actual screw with a tooth going like around and around and around kind of thing? Because I thought about how would you do that if you got one tooth side by side mm -hmm. and one is screwed in and it has to twist, how would it not knock into the other tooth as it's... This is something that I uh, am not 100% <laughs> on. I have asked this because yeah. it's going to be four teeth connected. Sh sure. Oh, it's okay. So, so there's an anchor so on one side and anchor on another side. It, it may just click in for all I know. It might be a click. It might be that a click. That would make sense. Okay, because the drilling thing, I was like, how the fuck? Yeah. Because it's got to spin. Yeah, it's got to spin. And yeah. how are you going to spin with all them teeth in the like, way? Da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's like a bad blender. You know, it's, it's taking pieces out at a time. Yeah. Surgery, dude. No fucking joke. No joke, no dude. Jo well, congratulations <laughs> on the healing process and two yeah. months to go. Whew. And then they do a torque jaw test. Jawbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> the jaw jawbreaker. Jaw, jaw. Jaw, jaw. Yeah, it's so funny that I'm going through a jaw thing. Yeah, it just happened to work breaker. out. It's, it's the world. It's the, it's the universe speaking to us through a broken jaw. It's a passage in time. Breaker. It's a passage in time. It's a passage in time. Just like that. That was yeah, a perfect That'll ending. be the song that I play after the show. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> I always end it with an Authority Zero song or one of yours. That might passage be. Passage in time. That sounds like it might be the one for this one. Uh, I think you fucking brought it up. We nailed it. Yeah, tri-tip. Well, maybe you'll stay. Maybe you won't. Maybe not. It's up to you. Might do it. I hope you do. I got some yard work to do. I might have to get back to that, yeah. actually. <laughs> it's 110 you're doing yard work. Fuck this. Uh, Dude, full, you came full body sweaty. Suit. Full body suit. I did. You were a sweaty man coming That was from walking house. from my car to your door. <laughs> That's just me <laughs> huffing and puffing to your door. <laughs> so he knocks at my door. He's like, God, I need to use your bidet. Yeah, he's got a bidet. <laughs> he's got the actual, the Japanese-style, like, clean up on aisle six. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you may have to scoot your bun. You do. You know, I had to shift backwards a little bit. Yeah. You got to maneuver your hips. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you want to get the right vibe. The No Effects book, one of the guys. Set the tone. He's out there <laughs> riding with a girl on a bike. Uh, They're, like, riding the trails. Uh -huh. And he wanted to impress her, but he had to take a shit, right? <laughs> okay. So he's fucking in this porta potty that is out there mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And he's wearing an oversized jersey. Oh, so no. he sits down and takes a big old duke. Oh, and then he catches? He doesn't realize that he didn't pull the back end up. Oh. So he's like catching it, but he didn't know. And then he said that he was going to be like, uh, he wanted to impress her. So he's going to take his shirt off and come out. <laughs> so he said when he took his shirt off, he had this fucking giant turd. He said he could feel it going up the back of his back. And oh, then it man. went over his head. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoop, failed. <laughs> He said he hopped on the bike and just ran away and never even talked to that girl again. That's <laughs> probably a good move. I might have done the same. <laughs> or just own it and be like, look what I don't care about. I stink. <laughs> I stink. I stink. I'm owning this shit. Literally, <laughs> so I'm owning this shit. Yeah. I, what do you do if the girl fucking like Amber heard you I and shits know. in your bed? I don't know. I don't know. What would Johnny Depp do? Apparently go to court for like six months and no one would care too much except for they would <laughs> totally care about that more than anything in the world. I think that thing is weird, the whole thing. I it's catch snippets. Me too. Uh, you know, it's a, I, I see like the outtakes or whatever, I guess. I or, tried not to pay attention because I was like, honestly, yeah. it's Hollywood people. What the fuck do I care yeah. about them? Uh, yeah. But it was live streamed. Like how many, of, how many court dates are live streamed? Best movie Johnny Depp's done yet. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things. There's, there's no movies in the works. It's that's how Hollywood works. Sometimes it's I like guess. let's create a scenario, and uh, we'll just milk it to the the bare you know to the bone because basically again that's all anyone's talking about. So success. She shit great in success, bed. Great success. She shit the bed. That was the part that got me. Is she shit in his bed? Yeah, and that became the thing. And then her what's that that one video second where she's like, and then my dog stepped on a bee. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even know. I saw that though, and it was funny. So I was like, I watched it six times. So well done, Amber. Jack Your dog Sparrow. stepped on a bee, and Jack Sparrow never to be again, as he All says. Right, brother, we're done. My man, cheers. Jaw. Jaw, jaw. Jaw. Jaw breaker. Jaw breaker. Jaw. Jaw, jaw breaker. <laughs> Touche. Here we go. Think about the promises that kept you walking, wondering in time. Everything that you want to believe in motivation, but you will be.